Good evening, Wool Gatherers. Welcome to the 116th episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we shift gears a bit. We normally are an album podcast, but tonight we're going to discuss a bunch of recent releases from Joji, Project Renegade, Fire from the Gods, Flogging Molly, Dermot Kennedy, and the Stoss Lennon Band. And after that, we're going to scratch our comic book itch and discuss Sandman number nine. If you like what you see and hear tonight, subscribe and leave a comment. Feel free to share with your friends. Joining me, as always, is the handsome one himself, Mr. Metalhead. Step inside into his mind, his boy and time, it's Metalhead Mundy. There he is. Definitely the most handsome one in that picture, for sure. Oh, well, that's not saying a whole lot, buddy. <laughs> Bar is pretty low. Uh, so we have our first Facebook user says, can't wait to hear opinions on Joji. Oh, I wonder who that is. I can't even imagine. I don't think it would be Sistine. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I'm not going to go find out. I'm just going to act like it's some mysterious person who loves Joji or Filthy Frank. So there you go. Yeah. Um, hey, earlier tonight, I uh, so I guess on uh, Thursday and Friday, I had a retreat at work. And um, it was a big team building thing. It was a lot of fun. But at the end, they gave us uh, gift cards. It's very exciting. So I went and used my gift card today. And this is what I bought. Nope. Over here. Nope. That way. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a double disc. Ba Look at this thing. It's really cool. All right. And and inside of it we got this cool pad hmm. for the turntable. Oh, for the yeah, cool. Yeah, pretty snazzy. So I was really excited about that. I walked in, I was gonna I was planning on searching through and it was right there and I just picked it up and walked out. I was a target for I think all of two minutes. Was really I was nice. gonna ask where the card was from, but you just answered that. So Yes indeed. So that was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, you had anything exciting happen over this weekend? I mean, same thing you did. We went to Kokomo Con yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we did. Both tried to sell some books. You did all right. I did horrible. <laughs> the, the books that I posted on Facebook, like the high dollar books, yeah. not one of those sold. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I did sell Stars and Stripe Zero, which was her first appearance. And that was like the only yeah. high dollar book I sold, so ebay it is <laughs> no thank you yeah <laughs> ebay fees are brutal yeah uh before we get going tonight special thanks to our sponsor the kokomo lantern a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community head over to kokomolantern.substack.com subscribe and get all that tasty information and content it's a great service provided by mr muncie over there you ready to get busy? Sure. Why not? Yeah, we are. Um, our old friends from Greece, Project Renegade, uh, they just released their second single, which now appears to be the first steps in an album. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I imagine we're going to get some updates on that. We'll have them back on the show when that comes out. We have uh, actually in the notes for the video we're getting ready to talk about, they is. It says it's from an upcoming album called Ultra Terra. Ultra Terra. Yeah, Odie said in a, a Facebook comment today that he was going to have some stuff for us soon. So, yeah. Ultra Terra. 
So, um, well, the new song is called Blood Witch. And um, we'll put the uh, link to that in the show notes when we're done. And I may even post it on here later. It's a really cool video and a pretty cool song. Uh, Jeremy, what'd you think of it? Um, I, I think Project Renegade just keeps getting better and better uh, from the first time we heard, it, heard them. Um, going back and listening to their early stuff and listening up to this song up to now, I, I really think they've improved quite a bit. And I mean, they weren't bad to begin with, but I, they just keep getting better and better. I don't know. If that's just, you know, the musicianship, musicianship, I could talk, improving, you know, as time goes on or, you know, they have, they're kind of finally finding their groove as a group or they, you know, have more passion about what they're writing about now. I don't, you know, I don't know what it is or if it's any or all of those things. I don't know, but they, they are definitely getting better and better yeah i think maybe it's a confidence thing Um, maybe their last record was when you talk about just easy to listen to every Mm -hmm. song just had a great groove choruses were catchy they were strong i feel like this is probably their most innovative song Um, we have lots of tempo changes Mm -hmm. at the beginning there's a sound and i don't even know how they created the sound but it really reminded me of slipknot's tattered and torn Okay. You should listen to this. It was the first 30 seconds of that. It really reminded me of that uh, similar vein. Not like it was copied or it's yeah. identical. It's a little bit different, but it really reminds me of that. And um, from there, yeah, I feel like this song is is really interesting and that it doesn't seem to follow the typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, mm-hmm. breakdown, yeah. you know, verse, chorus, chorus. <laughs> you know, so it, it, yeah. it seems to do some different things. And I think that maybe is just a testament to their confidence and their ability to play and get better yeah i i really enjoyed the fact that they're mixing it up like i i really dig the electronic elements they've put into this and but they didn't overuse them Mm -hmm. um the guitars are super heavy and crunchy sound great um mariana her vocals sound amazing she's fantastic on this song um there is a breakdown, sort of. I, I I don't know if you could call it a breakdown. The breakdown usually infers like a little bit of a slowing down of mm-hmm. the tempo, but about at the, about the three twenty five mark, they start playing this monster monster riff, and it's so good. And is that the point you get those blast beats from Odie? I think so. It's just music. There's like when the vocals yeah. drop out, and they just have like a string have like a minute or so of just music and then uh really really strong ending yeah. great song great song yeah i'd like to to talk to her about the meaning behind mm-hmm. the lyrics i think they sound really cool um when yeah. you read them but I, I really don't know what the inspiration was yeah um, but, it uh, sounds a little personal like um I don't know if it, I, I don't know if cyberbullying is the right word, but she touches on something in there. It was like, uh, you know, it almost feels like she is coming from the perspective, like you can't do anything as a female in heavy music without being called a whore or mm-hmm. something like that, you know? 
but yeah, I don't, I, I would, I would love to love to talk to them again sometime. Yeah. I mean, it it goes after pretty hard. She says cold, untamed creation, born in sin, vessel of perdition. (laughs) So that's, that's pretty heavy. So I'm not sure, but can't wait to talk to her about it. I don't know. I mean, it almost the whole, the lyrics as a whole almost sound like this, like people hear the heavy music and just automatically judge them Mm -hmm. or her or both. So I don't know. Interesting. She definitely has that persona on stage and in, in the videos that she doesn't have in person, which is awesome. It's like, she's kind of a character. Yeah. Maybe she's referring to too. I don't know. Yeah. Very cool and collected, you know, when we spoke to her and stuff, but kind of, you know, almost maybe a little shy, but Mm. yeah, her seeing in the videos and live footage that we've seen, it's, yeah, she lets loose on stage. Yeah. And she has a fantastic voice, so she can really carry it. So powerful song. Um, I don't know that we want to rate these on a scale tonight. I think when we get the album, we'll do that as Um, a whole. Did you want to talk about like the videos themselves at all? Or um, I don't. Well, we can talk about the ones that that have been out. Yeah, that I've seen anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, this one's interesting. She has a couple of different uh, outfits or whatever on throughout this one. Some yeah, lighting. This is, <clears throat> they always uh, Project Renegade always brings um, interesting lighting to their videos, especially these ones that they do on a soundstage somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they they always have really interesting lighting situations. Um, the like the mirror clothes. Uh, Odie's is a mask, so yeah. I imagine that's fine. But her outfit looks uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was his mask lit up or was it just uh, reflecting? No, there's uh, so the this part the face covering part was mirrored and then the respirator parts at one point they did light up. Okay. I couldn't tell if it was like yeah. reflecting the light and that's what did it. No, and if you haven't, if you haven't checked out his drum kit <clears throat> for comic book people, yeah, it is super cool. You need to get a picture of that. That's really awesome with the, yeah, the Batman, Superman, stuff. Batman stuff on it. Yep. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I want. You touched on the, you know, the face mask, the glowing face mask and stuff. Um, I think uh, a lot of times with a performance video like this, uh, you kind of have to do things to make it look interesting. And I think the combination of the lighting and like the editing and stuff like that, they did a, they did a good job. Yeah, the cuts. And uh, yeah. yeah. And then when she would sing differently, um, costume change, mm-hmm. um, like almost like she was playing a couple different parts there. Yeah, um, it was really cool. well done. Um, great production value. Yep, and a great song all the way around. And I cannot wait for the. What did you say the record's name was again? Uh, Terra. it is Ultra Terra, like Ultra the Terra. Earth, like T E R R A. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we will definitely be reviewing that when it comes out. If I'm you guys sure haven't got a chance, you can check out this song. You can check out uh, the Fixes In, which came out mm-hmm. a few months ago. That was their other single, and then um, their last album was phenomenal it was from beginning to end it was it was great so they're on apple music spotify all those so you can check them out all right we're gonna let you take over for this one because you just saw this band last week 
I did. So uh, when my wife, Lacey, and I kind of, not when we first met, but when we first kind of started hanging out, like we thought there might be an interest there, uh, she was wearing a Flogging Molly shirt. And I was like, oh my God, I love Flogging Molly too. And what? so we kind of connected over that. And then that was actually the first concert that we went to together before we were married. We saw Flogging Molly and Frank Turner. And uh, so Flogging Molly announced their summer tour this year. And their very first show was in Indianapolis on our anniversary. So we're like, I mean, kind of have to go to that. <laughs> you can't not go. Yeah. So we did. Uh, I was flogging Molly and the interrupters and tiger army who we also really like. And, um, the opening band was a, like a reggae dub band from England called the skints. They were, everyone was fantastic. It's great show flogging Molly. I wish Flogging Molly would have played longer. I felt like they had a short set, but they when they left the stage, it was like 11 o'clock, so curfew, you know. But uh, it was a fantastic show. We had a great time. So, But uh, their new video is a live video. It's a performance video. It's for a song called The Crappie Boy 98. So I don't know if the 98 refers to maybe 1898 or something. I would assume so, but I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, I sure didn't know what the hell a crappie boy was. <laughs> I do not. So I looked it up um, and there is a, an old Irish folk song called the crappie boy. Uh, that is not what this is. Um, they wrote, just a song about a crappie boy. Um, but, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. 98 is 1798. Mm -hmm. So it's even older than that. Uh, there was an uprising in 1798. And uh, a uh, of the crappie boys, a, a crappie refers to um, the, the hair of the guys because it was real short crops so yeah. they called them crappie boys oh. um but uh yeah the like there's a whole story behind the old song but that doesn't have anything to do with this but that there was some kind of uprising in ireland and they they the people that were rising up were called crappie boys because they're short cropped hair so and then yeah so this song tells the story of a crappie boy it's basically a song about love and betrayal um this crappie boy falls in love with this woman and she promises you know to take care of him and be his woman and all of that and then he goes sometime after and gets to her house and there's a, a note on the door basically that says she's uh, found love in the arms of a fancy man. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's, I just, you know, it's got that classic Irish sound that Flogging Molly does so well. And it's pretty cool to see him play it live and you see it in the video. Uh, Dave King, the vocalist, he he plays, a, I, don't, I don't know exactly how to say it, but the Bodron drum. <laughs> That's a traditional Irish drum with the little, the little ham, you know, two ended hammer thing. 
So that was pretty cool. And he does it in the video, but you can't really hear it. You can actually hear it on the studio track. Um, when they were performing, he walked up to the front of the stage and he actually pulled one of his pant legs up so you could see his sock and his boot and stuff. Mm. And he did like a stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp. And you can see it in the video, but you can't really hear it. But you you actually hear it on the studio version. So it was fun. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, it is good. I listened to the studio version first before I went and watched the video. And the the live video is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the production on there is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes if they don't get it just right, you know, the 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 singer gets all drowned out by the music or they're they're just kind of off. But this one is done really well and it sounds fantastic. And I am totally mm -hmm. a sucker for an Irish fiddle. Um, and then this has <clears throat> predominantly like a, right in the front is an accordion and yes. mm -hmm. I'm not an accordion fan, but mm -hmm. that works seamlessly with the fiddle yep. and uh, really sounds good and strong. And um, his accent sounds really cool. Yep. I mean, who, who doesn't want to hear Celtic punk? I mean, that's <laughs> good fun, it's, right? Flogging Molly's like the whole package. If you, if you like Irish music, they were like, I mean, that band is from L.A., and I want to say, <laughs> I know Dave King is from Ireland. I don't remember exactly where he's from, but he was an L.A. transplant, and he started Flogging Molly in L.A., so I believe most of the guys are American. I don't know. The fiddle player is his wife, Bridget Regan. Mm -hmm. I don't know where she's from, but yeah, but you know, there's an authentic Irishman in the band at least. So um, where'd they get the name? I don't know. Actually, I've never looked into that. Yeah. Um, be interesting. Yeah. But uh, Bridget, Bridget Regan, she plays fiddle. She plays tin whistle. Uh, you got the guy on the accordion. They have another guy who kind of alternates between banjo and mandolin. So, I mean, they, they got it all covered. Yeah, he had banjo in this song, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and their album, this is on an upcoming album. There's two songs released so far. That mm -hmm. comes out on June 24th. Yep. So um, who knows if we might take a stab at it here on the show. We'll see. Maybe. We'll look and see what we've got going. But um, based on this song, I would be happy to do it because this yeah. was a really a, a good, fun song. Um, I didn't have the lyrics, <clears throat> so I could place words here and there but i couldn't put yeah. it all together so it'll be interesting once i yeah come out. i've been listening to them long enough that i kind of got dave's voice figured out mm. so and this one was not they have a few songs that are like super fast and i'm like yeah i don't know i'd have to read along <laughs> this one i got i i listened to it several times just you know put my headphones in and kind of close my eyes and listen and so but i figured it out fantastic so um two thumbs up on vlogging molly so. Absolutely. All right. The next song we're going to talk about tonight, we don't even know the name of. <laughs> no lie. Yeah. We don't. Um, <clears throat> and I'm trying to think how I even, I think this happened on Facebook. The um, I'm on a lot of music Facebook groups, and the person came in after me and said, hey, check out our, our video. And so I checked out the video, and it is a very cool mm -hmm. video, and it's all Legos. Yeah. And it's like a stop animation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really cool. It's quirky. It's fun. And I would say that the listening to a couple of their songs, they're kind of a pop 
punk band. Exactly what um, I said. Yep. Yep. They're from the Ukraine. And so when he asked me and he was from the Ukraine, I'm like, we're definitely covering this because, you know, he's from the Ukraine. Those people yeah. over there uh, need a boost. They need some help over there. So they are called the Stoss Lennon Band. And I don't have the name of the song, so I can't direct you to the, the song title. But if you type into YouTube, Stanislav Yasko, it'll go right there. It's the first one on there. You can't miss it. Two guys, um, <laughs> two Lego dudes on motorcycles pull yeah. up. That's how you know you got the right video. And um, it's a fun little song. What did you think of it, Jeremy? Uh, I, same thing. Like as soon as I started, as soon as it started playing, I'm like, eh, it's kind of a pop punk vibe. Um, I honestly, I did not love the dude's voice at first, but the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me. And I'm like, it totally works with this sound. So I, I, I pop punk is, um, and punk in general, I mean, there's so much room for so many different kinds of voices and this one. Yeah. He, he really grew on me, the vocalist. So I, I, the song's fun and the video is great. I mean, it, it kind of feels like a, a bit of a, like if it was in, um, if it was like a live action video, it almost feels like it would be kind of a day in the life. You know, mm -hmm. like it follows the band members as they mm -hmm. go through their day or whatever. And then they, you know, all come together and there's a performance at the end, which we mm -hmm. see with the Lego figures and yeah. stuff. So, I yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. I wish I knew more about the band, but uh, all of their stuff is in Russian. Like even even the like the names and mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm like, I, I don't know, whatever. He said they're working on translating into English. Yeah. So that would be nice for people who want to check him out. Um, and I'm with you. Like when the, the song first started and his voice started, I was like, gosh, I don't know. But then when the chorus hit, yeah, that's when it clicked for me. Yeah. And um, so you're right. They, they kind of come up at the beginning on their motorcycles and it's like a Lego bar scene. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's drinking the, the, yeah. the glasses go down the bar. And then there's a soccer game. Yeah. Um, there's a concert. They're writing like in the countryside or something. At one, it's it's a strange little video. And one of the don't, don't Lego. Forget the, don't forget the hot dog vendor. Yes, he does a whole. <laughs> he opens up his cart, pulls out a hot dog, puts it in the butt. Yeah, it was very clever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but one of the Lego guys has a mohawk, so yes. you can tell he's punk, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. So um, I just for the fact of if you enjoy cool videos and people who are creative, check this out. Stanislav Yasko. It's uh, it's on the screen right now. If not, I'll put it in show notes for anybody listening on a podcast. Yeah, and uh, you want to go look at this. It's it's fun and it's nice to support yeah. people like that. Um, I before we're completely off this topic, you know, we're talking about this band from Ukraine and um, one of the well, the biggest band that I know of from Ukraine is Ginger. Oh yeah, and yeah. they have been very very vocal since all of this started between Ukraine and Russia and um, they have actually just put out a new video as well. I believe what's it called? Call he posted it today. I think. Yes. It's called yeah. call me a symbol. Um, it's a great song. I don't, you know, if you're a fan of ginger, it's, you know, you'll love it. But uh, at the beginning of the video, they post like a message about, you know, this, at like the day the day they posted the video they're in like the 105th day of russian occupation or something like that and 
I don't, you know, it's the calls on people to stand up, fight, protest, you know, make as much noise as you can to, you know, get on the no war bandwagon. So pretty cool, pretty touching. And they, they have also, Ginger has also just been approved by, I, I don't know what it's called, but, but like Ukraine has some kind of like uh, uh, council for the arts or something like, it's not called that, but something like that, that has approved for them to leave the country and tour in Europe as a ambassador, goodwill ambassadors mm. for Ukraine and stuff. So a lot of cool stuff going on with Ginger, you know, while we're talking about Ukraine, go check them out if you can. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I wish we had known that prior to doing this. We could have thrown that on the show tonight. Yeah, to... I know. I, I It's fine, but I just wanted to touch on it while yep. we're talking about that. Cool. All right. Well, that was the Stoss Lennon band. So good stuff. Next up is dun, 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 Fire from the Gods, SOS. Yeah. Um, Love these guys. Yeah. It was uh, it was a really good song. It is. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's heavy. It's really hard. Um, it's I would say it's a bit radio friendly in some yeah. ways. Um, mm -hmm. Politically driven. Um, angry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's really cool. The lead singer, AJ Channel, right? Channer. Channer. Oh, it, you know what mm -hmm. I did when I wrote it down? It uh, autocorrected. So um, <laughs> anyway, it was really cool because he's got this really big voice. But at one point, he has like a reggae kind of rap vibe going on in the yeah. beginning, which when was he, a nice well, touch. <clears throat> yeah, when he comes in, and it's mostly, it's kind of on the verses. He does, he has mm -hmm. a little bit of a reggae cadence mm -hmm. and yeah, then he kind of, when he goes into the chorus and pre-chorus and stuff like that, it's just more of a straight-up singing. Yeah, it's, um, I thought the the message, I mean, you know, sometimes, I mean, if the thing, if your thing is being political, go for it. Um, and it definitely was. And I like the line when he said, my dream died on 9-11. Yep. My dream is under duress. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I like the line after that where he says something about uh, red hats and blue shirts. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm. all right. Yeah. He's calling everybody out. Yep. So <laughs> and I'm fine with it. <laughs> no, it was good. It was, um, it was, well, he's SOS. I mean, calling for help. We need help yeah. right now. Our country is struggling big time. And the song is about that. And um, it hits all the right places, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've, you've hit on a lot of, you know, my notes that I wanted to mention, um, fire from the gods. I've been digging them for a few years now. Um, they're definitely a band with something to say. They do not, you know, they don't, they're not shy about expressing their opinions and feelings. And, you know, I, I'm a old fan of rage against the machine, so I got no problem with that. So, um, uh, AJ Channer, his voice is absolutely fantastic. I think he is, he can do it all really. I mean, he's got the reggae cadence. There are songs where he does a little bit of uh, hip hop cadence and, and he's a great singer. Um, the choruses on this sound fantastic. I like a little, the little trick they did where, um, 
the first chorus, the delivery on some of the lines were it, it changed later because there there was like a couple of lines where when as he's singing the notes kind of dip in and out like go up and down and then when he sings the chorus later it's completely different he doesn't do that it's more of a straight delivery so it's like oh well, that's interesting like if, you, if you're paying attention you'll catch it yeah he's just a really good singer a lot of times i think you think of heavy metal people just think people are screaming you know no, yeah. this is not this is singing yeah. bold it's uh, really strong he's got a strong yeah. voice and a dynamic voice so yeah um, I dug this song a lot. And this is another video where it's basically a performance video, but they have, you know, cool lighting, uh, a lot of edits. It's also a lyric video. So you got the lyrics and so, and they pop up in kind of different places. So that keeps it interesting. So graphics and lighting and editing, you know, make a boring performance video interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was happy to have the lyrics. While I was yes. listening, it made yes. much more of an impact. Yep. So. Yep. Great message. Great song. Fire from the Gods. SOS. Yep. Man, we are hitting on all cylinders tonight with the thumbs up. We'll see if that continues on the next two. <laughs> Why are you looking gonna, at me? We're not doing that one yet, <laughs> Mr. Mundy. God, some kids, I tell you. Anywho, so the next song is Dermot Kennedy. Mm-hmm. We haven't done. Dermot for a while. And this song actually came out probably a month ago, maybe uh, something like that. That's why I asked if it was the right song earlier when we were texting. Cause I'm like, this has been out for like a couple weeks. Yeah, it was. We just, we had been planning to do it uh, with tea bags on the show. Cause he loves Dermot. Um, yes. We, and we bought um, his performance where they did it mm-hmm. in a castle. Mm-hmm. It was one of those deals during COVID where you could pay and kind of watch a live performance. Yep. And it was phenomenal. It was really good. And I became more of a fan. He's he's interesting. His voice is interesting. He definitely has he's Irish mm-hmm. and he definitely has the accent and yep. it com- and it comes out in his singing. Yep. And um so I, I was curious about this because I really did become quite a fan. And this one, something to someone, is a very much a pop song in yes. my mind. Yes, it so, is. What do you think of it, Monday? Uh that as I was listening to, I'm like, oh, this is very poppy especially when the chorus hit it was like oh this is this is pop all the way um i'm not a huge fan of dermot kennedy um i like this song i enjoyed it quite a bit actually uh the lyrics are really solid it's you know it's about love and loss which is you know that's an evergreen topic um uh the vocal melody in the in like the first verse since immediately got my attention just the way he delivered a couple of lines i was like oh that's kind of different um and uh yeah it's uh kind of i don't i wrote a note that i don't remember what it means (laughs) um but uh yeah maybe i can figure it out i wrote light on verses Heavy on pre-chorus and choruses. I don't remember what that. So I have a note that may be similar. So what I wrote too, the same thing you did, odd pacing in his lyrics, his delivery. And I think in a lot of his songs, he has this odd pacing. But all of his songs are written in very short lines. Yes. Once upon a time, you were by my side. Wish I could have known. I should hold on tight. Every single word. 
every you know what I mean it's like they're all and then it gets to the chorus and it kind of explodes and gets bigger I don't know if that's what you were thinking but that probably was definitely a note that like I had that. written as well probably something like that yeah but I think that's unique it makes him different than a lot of people mm-hmm. and um I don't know I, I like this song quite a bit um I I think I like it when he's a little less poppy but it definitely is a catchy song there's no yeah. doubting that see I don't go super deep on his stuff so I I don't have that you know ho- holding that against this song so mm-hmm. I re- I really enjoyed this song so cool the more I listened to it the more I liked it and it's just like even though the lyrics are kind of a downer like the song itself kind of feels good peppy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 as he's saying i wish i could have known that forever was a lie yeah yeah go get a dermot yeah I mean, <laughs> pick up the bass so which i mean we come across that quite mm. a bit i we've just talked about that on covering somebody else you know so it happens what'd you think of the video um i didn't watch the video really i you listened should. to this a bunch yeah. But I listened with headphones on. I was doing stuff, and and so I haven't watched the video yet. You should go and watch the video. So in in this one, he kind of has really short cropped hair, but it's dyed blonde, like almost like an Eminem look. Really? And there's yes, there are several parts where it focuses in on the back of his head, and mm-hmm. it does like a Rorschach, like a changing ink blot thing on his head. It's kind of a cool effect. They don't overdo it. Um, and they do, uh, every, pretty much everything else is just kind of a really cool series of images intercut with him, but everything is like a split screen and mirrored. So it's a, it's the same on, it's like mirror image on each side. So, but it's a lot of him, a lot of him singing and, you know, doing different poses. There's like some kind of bird of prey they keep showing and it's pretty neat. Cool. I was just looking to see if this was going to be part of an album. Hmm. Um, Cause he just released this. It was April 26th. So we are actually pretty late to the party. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing listed as far as a, a definite date, but yeah, I imagine when it comes out, T Bags will want to do this one on the show. So we'll probably tackle the record when it comes out at sure. some point. Yep. All right. Man, is that four for four or five for five? That's six for six. No, five for five. All right. Now the true <laughs> test. The true the true test for Mr. Lovey. I don't know why everybody keeps looking at me when you say that. <laughs> it's I'm looking at you for my daughter. I think you were the the lone holdout on uh, the last record, actually. Yeah, I didn't love it, so I didn't. I wasn't thrilled about this one, especially when your lovely daughter texted me and she was like, "I'm so excited you're going to talk about Joji." And I'm like, mm, "We'll see." <laughs> I can't help it. I like Joji. He's uh, he's interesting. I feel like he's really come a long way. You know, from the days of Filthy yeah. Frank and all that dumb stuff he used to do. And mm-hmm. I think he does have a pretty good voice when he chooses to sing. And yeah, I think- this is definitely not that. It seems more grown up and, you know, it's not silly. So there's that. Well, there is that. And I think his voice is stronger on this one than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, musicality. He usually has a pretty good hook in his songs. This one has a beautiful piano. And there's actually, if you go on YouTube, the, the, the first day it was out, there was another video that was just simply the piano. Everything else was okay. stripped out. And it was just the piano part of it. And it was really good. It's really good. Now, the video, I don't know. It, that really took me out of the song. Yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't watch the video. I watched the lyric video. Mm -hmm. So I have not seen the regular video. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's like chaos. Cars are blowing up, and it looks like this chaotic apartment with these people in it, and all this stuff is going on. And then in the background, you've got this beautiful song with this piano, and he's yeah. now got this new love. But when he looks in her eyes, he sees a glimpse of us, which was his former love. Um, and it's all written very very creatively um and i think as a songwriter he's gotten better but this video is out to lunch and then every once in a while you see like a text or something that brings you back to the meaning of the song but the video is it's distracting for me um i gotta say that's probably the point just that juxtaposition of this kind of beautiful kind of haunting song and just craziness behind it you know like that that probably has to be on purpose there's got to be a point to that for him i'm sure there is i guess it just like for me it was just so distracting because i'm trying to figure out what's going on in the video and i'm losing the message of the song um it's a very violent video <laughs> and the song is beautiful so yeah. i don't know he he always does something that makes people talk with his videos he, he is a mm -hmm. good way of provoking people i think which that's what yeah. artists are supposed to do right art should make you think all right monday out of five for sustain how would you rate this song this um, talks to you again probably i three <laughs> honestly three out of five like joji's just not my thing but i did not hate this song I, I, first time I listened through it, I definitely was not in the mood for it. I I, I turned it off, actually, because I'm like, I got to listen to this later. <laughs> but uh, but I did. So and I, I did. I did come around a little bit, Sistine. So there you go. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it, but uh, just Joji's not someone I'm going to come back to all the time. All right. Beautiful and haunting. I need come around. There you go. You made Sistine's night. All right. Well, I liked it, and I'm hoping that there's going to be a solid album behind it. The last one was pretty good. Actually, the last two records were pretty good, so I'd be curious to see what he does. Yeah, I won't make you do it on the show, though. <laughs> we can only Joji you so much. <laughs> anyway. All right. That was... The roundup. That was the last new song that we were going to talk about tonight. So yeah, there's several more we could have gone with. I like. I know, Lamb of God has a brand new video out. Um, I didn't uh, say anything about that because I figured we'd do the album. I'm yeah sure, but I mean, I like I said, I just there's several ways we could have gone here. Like Lamb of God has a new one. Um, Plush has a new video. I love them. All girl group and they're amazing um 
Yeah, several more, I'm sure. It feels like we finally really musically have gotten through COVID. Now all the stuff's starting to come out. All the concerts are hitting. So it yeah. feels good to be back in the swing of of the monthly releases. So hopefully everybody's smart and everybody can stay healthy so it doesn't get shut down again. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, I'm just going to give a quick brief announcement musically before we move on to Sandman. And um, friends of the show, Dave Quartet from Toronto, Canada. They uh, did the 2112 stringed version that uh, came out a few years ago. Yep. They have a new record coming out called Prometheus. And there's some, they're like story songs. They've got singing, beautiful instruments. And then um, they've got a couple of other songs, including Lateralis from Tool. Yeah, all I'm excited with about that. It is going to be so cool and exciting. Yeah. And we're going to premiere the entire album on the show. We're going to have the band on, the producer, and we're going to listen to a song, chat about it, listen to a song. We're going to do the whole thing before it comes out on July 1st. Awesome. So we are super, super stoked about that. So hopefully you guys can join us as we premiere that. All right. I, there's some exciting stuff coming down the pike for us. We got that. And just today we had, you know, woke up to uh, Odie and Mariana from Project Renegade. Like we sent them a couple of shirts and they made a big post wearing our merch and stuff. So that's, that's awesome. And we've yeah. seen uh, Kevin Rader from the drummer from Jack the Radio. He's posted pictures of them playing live. He's sitting behind the drum kit wearing our shirt. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. We've yeah. met some great people. And, you know, the mutual respect is uh, heartwarming. Yeah. And drop me a line on Facebook or Twitter if you're interested in a shirt. I'm sure I can get, get one out to you. So just let me know. All right, Monday, you yep. ready to comics it up? I am. I had to go back to the monster here because I mm. do not have this trade. <laughs> this is the one trade that I don't have. I have the singles, but I don't have the trade. So I had to break out the big guy again. The dollhouse. Yep. So I think this this issue is included in the dollhouse, right? Even though it's it not is really... in the dollhouse trade. It's a standalone yeah. story again, like number eight was. But uh, it's like a yeah, prelude. it is in the dollhouse trade. Yeah, this was an interesting story, and I love, <clears throat> it reminded me a little bit of what they do in Hellboy or BPRD. We take legend and lore and bring that into a story, uh, yes. you know, in continuity or whatever. Yep. And uh, Neil Gaiman is a master of mythology and folklore and all of that. And so he takes this cool African story and sort of bends it a little bit and makes it fit right into the Sandman dream mythos very yeah. cool uh this is awesome because you know in issue four when he goes to hell right when he gets there he sees you know his old lover nada in the cage and i haven't forgiven you yet yeah. and uh so this here we get mm -hmm. the story of nada and nada. how she ended up there yeah it is very cool and, uh, and it's not like it's just a nod to what came before. It is a full, fleshed out, cool story that takes it place is. in the timeline, which is really neat. Yeah. I love how they frame it. It's, you know, the uh, African, uh, it's a rite of passage for the males in this mm -hmm. tribe where uh, a man, I don't know, 
it's hard to tell from the art how old the young one is. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't say ever, but I mean, he I'd looks say mid like to late a, teens. Yeah, I say he looks mm-hmm. like a strong, mm-hmm. you know, almost man, if not man. So, but uh, they talk about him like uh, that's when they do a, a circumcision, which yikes. Ouch. Um, yeah. So, and then they go out into the desert with an elder and this hat in this case, it's his grandfather, I believe. And this is part of their becoming a man is they tell the story and that you're only told the story once in your life. And then, you know, later in your life, you will have to take a young person, a young man out into the desert and tell him the story. It's gone for generations and generations. So that was a cool way to frame it cool way to, to get where we needed to go yeah it was cool and then again in this one when dream appears he has the appearance of how the person would see him yes because so, he looks different to yes. everyone which is really right. a neat concept that runs throughout yeah. the book i like that a lot yeah he appeared as a an african male with uh dreadlocks and they said he was uh you know his clothing was he was draped in black clothing or something like that and it was pretty cool and nada is this queen of this uh city that no longer exists and you know she just happened she didn't have a man and she just happened to look down from her terrace once and he there he is dream is standing there and she instantly falls for him and then tries to figure out who he is and cannot and then has to find the help. And I love it. Then they bring in the animals too, because in the yes. culture we have yeah. that. And she, you know, the birds look everywhere. And mm-hmm. and it's finally a weaver bird that identifies who this person is. And then that's why the weaver bird can't be hunted and must be protected. Yeah. Uh, from there on. I out. liked I liked how they <clears throat> the weaver bird as well, like it appeared as as white. And then basically the the weaver bird tells her that there's a there's a tree that grows on the mountain of the sun and there are berries of flame on that tree and the weaver bird offers to bring her back a berry so she can eat it and go to the dream realm or something yeah. like that and when he brings that burning berry back then he's brown which is why weaver birds are brown now <laughs> so yeah. it's so cool like those little details are just so great yeah, that's how myths work, and that's what I love. You know how things came to be, and so yeah. he intertwines that with his story of dream and his lost love or his near love, so to speak. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that she she holds she's strong. I mean, she holds her own and refuses over and over mm-hmm. and over to become his lover and be eternal, and give up her mortality. Before we get there, though, we've got a little cameo from Cain and Abel here. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd have brought my, I left my book upstairs. Yeah, we got a little cameo from them, and then she gets to the gate of the Dream Realm, which is, I think, might be the first time we see the three Guardians. That I think don't so. remember their names off the top of my head, but it's the three Guardians that guard the entrance to the Dream Realm. And then, yeah, she approaches the King of the Dream Realm, and he takes his helmet off and it's the guy she's looking for. And, you know, but yes, as you said, she refuses his advances because she realizes like mortals should not love 
the endless members of the endless they can't be together and but he wants to and she refuses him several times and he threatens her if you refuse me this last time well before we get to that though i i really really liked how um like she changed into a gazelle mm-hmm. and he hunts down the gazelle yeah. but then she changes back to human and mm-hmm. keeps running away from him and the thing with uh I, I mean there's not a delicate way to put it no I, there's they, not just use the word maidenhead take yeah i mean that's i was gonna say they made it as he writing it made it as delicate as you Mm -hmm. can i guess by saying she basically used a sharp rock and took her maiden head so that she would not be a virgin and he would not want her but then he doesn't care about that because who cares about the physical body that's right you're a member of the endless so that was that was interesting (laughs) Yeah, that was odd. But it was very much in tune with the circumcision and the brutality of yeah. back then. Yeah. So I'm not, it, it definitely fit in there, I thought. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, then she refuses all of his advances and, I mean, throws herself from a cliff and kills herself. And, uh, you know, it comes down to basically he threatens her and says, if you refuse me this last time you'll be you know damn i don't remember what they call it uh says they would condemn her to eternal suffering yeah i like that they called her uh grandmother death yep i wish they would have shown her that would have been cool but they did not um and it's nice because we know from before where she is yes. we know what that means really since yes. we've seen her in the previous episode or issue yeah, but then uh, I'm just looking. I can't find what they call. I think it might just be the realm of grandmother death or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. It's the realm of grandmother death. So, but yeah. interesting. As I'm reading this, knowing that in August the show comes out, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, will they include this? Or will this be something that was pulled out because it doesn't work in the scheme of the show? Yeah, it's just a one-off story. Like, I don't know if they would. Yeah, I don't. maybe when he goes to hell and seeing her, there is enough for the show. But I just think to myself, how would they do that in the show? That could be really right. cool if they could take the time. And since it's going to be episodic, they could. Yeah. Um, and if it does well, it could be endless as far as how many episodes they make. So We um, shall see. I know. I want everything in there, though. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm worried. I'm a little worried that the show is going to be too expensive. Like I don't Netflix is not like a, they don't release a ton of their numbers. So it's hard to, right. for the public to know what their metric of a successful show is mm-hmm. and what they what, how they decide how to keep going with one. Yeah. I don't so, know. And I don't know what's the the episode or the show that they produced that had the highest uh, payroll. I, I don't know. I mean, like I really Game of Thrones don't. was insane. It's um, yeah. And I I'm sure that Netflix isn't kind of put that kind of money forward. Yeah, but I, I have heard this Sandman is expensive. <laughs> so well, well, I mean, just like his castle, but a lot of it you could do CGI, so they could save a sure. lot there. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but. 
I'm excited to see where it goes. We're getting far enough in, and by the time August hits, we should be 14 or 15 issues in. So yeah, we got to be able to handle a full season, I think. I don't know. I like this this issue a lot. I think it was pretty cool. I did too. It's uh, yeah, it's a nice. Um, I don't know. I guess buffer between longer storylines, and it you know it's a kind of a callback to show us how we got to where we've been and all that. That's always fun. Well, and it gives you another insight into his relations with mortal people. Yes, you know what I mean because a lot of this will deal with him dealing with mortals, and so far he's punished some, he's forgiven. Um, and this one, he was jilted and did not forgive. Right. Uh, it's just interesting. So I kind of like it whenever he deals with mortal people. And yeah. How he responds. It's I cool. agree. All right. Well, hopefully JPP will be back next week for issue number 10. Yeah. We'll get into the dollhouse. Yeah. And I'm not sure, honestly, what we're doing next week. And it could even be that next Sunday is the premiere. And as soon as we know anything about that, we'll start getting that out there so everybody can know exactly when we're doing it and how to watch and participate. Yep. Sounds good. All right, Metalhead. If anybody wants to find you, where can they do it? Best place is right there on Instagram at Metalhead Monday. Are you posting anything these days? Uh, Well, I was actually fairly busy on excuse me on social media today because i was reposting all the project renegade stuff on facebook and instagram uh posted uh, like that ginger video and a couple other things i think maybe cool but love it not on there every day but yeah we have lives don't we now if you people would just go to uh start paying us sending money and uh (laughs) you know, Patreon. So we could just quit our jobs. Then we could do this full time. We would post all the time. Wouldn't we? There you go. We agree. We would do that, please. But until then you can find me at foggy's pal on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find wanderings and wool gathering on YouTube, Apple music, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderings and wool gathering.com. See you next week with something. We're not sure yet. But it will be our 117th episode. That we know for sure. Until then, bye now.